Hello everybody and welcome to this brand new episode of Music to Live for with Shanti. Today I'm here with Italian piano players Elisa Rumici and we're gonna talk about his brand new album. So let's go! Check this out! Hello everybody and welcome to this brand new episode. I'm here with Elisa at the Music Academy in Basel and we have the chance to talk to her about her brand new album. Hi Elisa, how are you doing? Hi Shanti, thank you for inviting me. I'm super happy of being here. A bit, emos- a, a bit excited and a bit nervous as well. Well, that, that, that's, that's great because <laughs> we, we need this emotion and they're going to be through the, her, through the podcast and this is what also the audience want. We are a human being in the end, right? I guess. <laughs> so uh, I'm very happy I've been here. I'm Elisa Rumici. I am an Italian pianist. Um, I was born in a small town near Udine, but I moved to Basel three years ago, more or less. And I've been studying here already for a while. I'm I'm really in love with this city. Oh yeah, I also felt in love with the Basel while I started studying here, musicology, and it got this special vibe. I don't know. In some ways, it's Swiss, but it's still international. Yeah. And for what is about music, you got. I mean, you got everything you need. I mean. Yeah, I love because it's a small city, but as a musician, you have everything what you need. So it's perfect. It's. Really perfect. And this is also why I decided to record the album here because um, this place is just so important for me. So I I felt like I wanted to record my album exactly in this city. This was special for me. It was something I really, I really cared about. Yeah. But this is, this is one of the topics that I think the most interesting because I think in the last two years, um, many people, many musicians had the chance to um, collect their ideas and, and start recording something because mm-hmm. it was the best option to let know about your music, your point of view or your interpretation on a specific um, componist, composer sorry, or composition. Yeah. And um, so uh, you decided to record it the album in Basel because you felt the right atmosphere and everything. But uh, let's go straight to the album. What's the title and what you played? So the title is A Musical Journey and it's a CD that, uh, well, the idea started during the lockdown, the first lockdown. I felt like, well, I felt distant from from everything. Of course, I was not able to travel. I was, I spent a lot of time alone. So I really started seeing in music a way of traveling, a way of traveling to discover other countries, other cultures. And this is what the improvisations by Bartok represent for me, because it's really a way of exploring the Hungarian culture that is very distant from the culture I know because I grew up in Italy. So um, I played Bartok and I played um, three, uh, four pieces by Liszt that are dedicated to Italy because there is the paraphrase 
on Ernani, which is an opera by Verdi. And then there are the three Sonetti del Petrarca that belong to the first, no, second, sorry, year of pilgrimage in Italy. So all these pieces, of course, made me feel very close to my country. And I don't know, I think that maybe this is something common that when you move to another country, you feel like you're ready to experience a lot of new things. You're ready to discover a lot of new things. But then after a while, the moment you can't really go back home, you really miss home. For me, it was like this. I really felt very Italian, very connected to my culture. And this is where I really wanted to pay homage to Italy through these pieces. And then I think this is also something that was quite common during the many lockdowns we had. That was that we spent a lot of time alone. We were isolated. Mm-hmm. And for me, this was also a good, a good occasion to, you know, really take time for me, work on myself, take time, take really time. And the pieces by Scriabin that I recorded, so the Four Sonata and the poem Ver la Flamme, these are really about an inner journey. It's a sort of inner journey towards the light. In one piece, in the sonata, is represented by this um, idea of a star, while in Ver la Flamme is this travel, this journey towards the flame. So, but it's always the same idea in the end. So, yeah, this album is about travel. Mm-hmm. But we also have really emotional topics, as you said, the, yeah. the distance, the loneliness, um, the traveling, of course, and um, yeah, the fact that we were stuck in somewhere place at yeah. home or in a, in a country or in a foreign country. And so words, music, this was the only thing that we can really share through social media, platform like Zoom, but always with this kind of distance, I mean, physical distance yeah. that it was forced. And yeah. we, we, I suppose we read in many books or many biographies or, or musicians and composer that through the years, went through different periods, hard times, mm. and uh, this also influenced their own music. Mm. And in some ways, these last two years had really this, let's say, power yeah. to, to shape and manipulate so many situations. Of course, in the beginning, nobody knew really how to deal with that. Yeah. Because the whole, whole world just stopped. And, and I suppose that, as in many things, time just gives you the right answers. And yeah. I know that many musicians had to struggle to realize that, okay, for the next months, I w- won't be able to play with orchestras or my ensemble in front of a public. So what I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I saw this in different kind of music. There's a lot of good bands that also took the time to release mm. new music. And it was very interesting because you notice some changes in the sound or any ideas behind an album. So I can imagine that if somebody plays like a, um, a, what can you say, a solo instrument mm. or where you can use your virtuoso, let's say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, from that specific, maybe in 10 years, when somebody's gonna re hear 
what they recorded, they would say, oh yeah, I can feel that this specific artist felt the weight of the situation. Yeah, for me, music was really a way to overcome these borders, the borders of my room, the borders of my house, the borders of, of everything. And music was not only a way for me to escape, but also a way to really connect to people that, that were distant, because of course I couldn't really play during concerts. This is something I couldn't do. So I felt the need to overcome this distance in a way, and recording a CD for me was the the best way of doing it. So I really hope people will, yeah, people will will like it and will feel something while listening to it. Well, I really hope that the audience after uh, the episode is gonna take the time to go and check this album and also maybe just give a feedback in the comment of the, of the episode because it's always interesting to see. Um, well, yeah, what pe what people feels from that. Because, mm. And um, Elisa, I would like just to go back a little bit in time and ask you, how did you choose to play the piano? <laughs> I think it's always interesting to understand how a specific musician go into a specific instrument. Yeah, I'd like to have a super cool story, but I don't. Well, I felt in love with music as a child because I told my mom had many classical music CDs and I remember I was particularly fascinated by the BC. But the decision of playing the piano, I'm afraid I must be honest. It, it was because of a Disney movie, you know, the Aristocats. How do you say it in English? Because there were all these cats playing the piano and that's how, <laughs> that's how it started. <laughs> Well, but it's, it's, it's funny. And this is how yeah. it also has to be, you know. Uh, there is always this idea that classical musicians are really, let's say, serious, but in a way like, oh, and compose, oh, the state, look like, and everything. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. In some way, kind of boredom. <laughs> but, but, let's, but then listen to this, this kind of story, like, Okay, this was, I was a child, I was watching this and what I saw just inspired me or just start, uh, you know, the sparkle, you yeah. know, to, to get interested to know more what yeah. a piano is. I mean, as a child, this was just something I did for fun. But then growing up, I was very lucky because I met some teachers who really opened my eyes. I, I really don't know how to say it, but... Because of that lesson, I really understood what music meant. I started reading a lot of books about music, going to a lot of concerts. And also my way of playing, of course, changed, it evolved. And music became something so strong, so important. And I, I must say that I, I really had the privilege of studying with great pianists who really made me feel how important music is. So, of course, this was my story as a child, but then... I feel like you choose to be to become a pianist to do something so so out of the ordinary. Also, mm -hmm. I feel like this is something you choose every day because it's a life choice. It's not just about you know what you like to do and if you have talent or not. It's really about sometimes also making some sacrifices and you know it, sometimes it's not easy. And I was also very lucky because. My parents have always been incredibly supportive. They, they are not musicians. They are not musicians, but um, they understood that this was something important for me and 
really they've done everything what they could to allow me, you know, to, to, to try and try to mm. become a pianist. So I'm, 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 I'm very grateful. You know, I, I feel like we all have to face difficulties. We all meet people who are maybe very negative of a bit toxic, but I really want to focus on people who helped me and allowed me mm. to grow. So yeah, I'm very grateful for all this. Yes, of course, the background from where somebody come always um, shape and influence yeah. our career, a story, an evolution. And, and so important because um, I think sharing this kind of information, because uh, sometimes it seems that some musicians are able to play that instrument because it's by nature, mm. is in their bloods. Mm. Uh, when maybe behind there is, of course, a huge passion for what they're doing, but a lot of, as you said, struggle, sweat and tears. I mean, it's an art way. It's like, it's a profession that involves, of course, the technique on the instrument, but also a strong mental yeah. strength, yeah. I would say because of focus and everything. Of course, um, the climax is, is to find a balance in between what is the, how you interpret your fashion, uh, passion, sorry, and uh, your, um, you, the fun part, of course, because if you spend, I mean, in the end, you need to, to, to find this way that you say, if I play in that specific way, I'm able to express myself. I'm able to also to show to the audience that um, this is my style, this is my way to interpret this specific music. Yeah, I feel like sometimes with my students, I compare the, the job, the role of a musician with the role of an actor, because I feel like, um, well, if you're a composer, of course, you play your own music, so you are totally expressing yourself. But when you are playing the music written by someone else, um, and I find that this is at least for me, even more interesting and more challenging. You are expressing yourself, but you really have to express the intention of the composer. You really have to, like an actor becomes a, a character, you have to really convey the message inside that piece. And this can be challenging because sometimes you play music that maybe is very distant from you, but this is also a beautiful opportunity of, you know, of experiencing something new. So there's always a bit of, you as a musician, but a lot of a composer. At, at least this is what I hope. And I, I love this. I, I really love this. I find this an incredible challenge, but also very beautiful. And I also like how every concert, every interpretation is always unique. It's, it's never the same. Every day it changes a bit. It changes together with you. And this is why I say that at least For me, I feel like music has to be something honest. You can't fake an emotion. During the time of a piece, whatever emotion it is, even if it's something that in your everyday life, maybe you don't really feel so much, but during the time of a piece, you need to feel it for real. It, it has to be part of you in that moment. And this for me, it's really, it's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's good that you took out the topic about uh, emotions because um, I guess one week ago, um, I seized the day because it was like St. Valentine days. And um, 
I just made like a short live on Instagram about mm. three albums that for me uh, revoke a lot of emotion because of the music, but also the lyrics. Okay. And and doing that, the the whole dialogue went into the direction where um, it's incredible how everybody, even people they are not really into music every day mm-hmm. as a musician or a listener. Uh, they have that one song that it's the time machine. Like every time that they listen to that specific song, mm-hmm. uh, memory mm-hmm. bring back to a specific moment, happy or sad. But at the same time, it's so fascinating. I mean, maybe they are the first saying, oh, it's incredible because every time I listen to that song, yeah. I can stop thinking about them. And it's such a wonderful thing yeah. because you can you can put a record on a stereo and have it that feeling, but also having the chance to see the musician on stage and also feeling in a, in a like in a different way. Because live music is a, is totally an an an, uh, an experience on itself, mm. and I remember um, working in Zurich, and I had like the concert of my life, because uh, um, I remember my boss coming with the schedule of the concert I have to prepare, and I saw that it was Jan Tiersen, oh, okay. and I always loved. His music for for well for the well-known movies um, Amélie Poulain, but also from other movie from Germany, and I had the chance to have him there on stage, and it was really interesting because um, was very kind but very silent person. Okay. You know, then he went on stage. Did. The re- short rehearsal, so they check the lights and everything, just go back in the backstage. And then the moment of the concert, it was in very, very special because he went on stage and you see this person a little really, you see, mm, how what's gonna play? Oh, it's gonna <laughs> be the act, you know? Mm. And seeing playing, sitting on the piano, but he also played other different instrument. Um you understood why his music, the music composed, sounds like this. So yeah. you could really relate to the artist, seeing the artist himself, and to the sound. Mm. And this was something that, um, of course, <laughs> you can do with Mozart anymore. But, you know, like it was so interesting. So this is why um, I really enjoy working on projects where the composer is there. Yeah. Because because it's not just saying, oh yeah, I want that play like this or like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like all the musician orchestra really better understand what they are playing. Yeah. And the way as how to play it. Yeah. And of course the audience received that. Yeah, I mean one of the concerts that changed my life was a concert by Brendel. I remember he this incredible concert, it was in Udine. I was, I was very young. I don't know how old I was, but I was really a child and I was shocked. I was really shocked. It's been 
one of the biggest emotions of my life because seriously, the atmosphere of a concert, this is one of the, those moments that I will always remember. Like when some years ago I listened to Trifono in Torino, I was like, you know, you, you know when you're listening to a genius, you, you know, when you're experiencing something like this, this moment, I will never forget it. So, I, I mean, I feel like during this whole pandemic, this crazy pandemic situation, we all really realized how important concerts are, how important live music is. I mean, this is something you can't replace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because go to a concert, uh, it's, 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 an it's an expression of interest of something, of course, but also it's an experience. It's totally. Also because, you know, during the time of a concert, it's one of the very few moments we have in our daily life where we can sit down, take our time and just listen. Because in our everyday life, and I'm talking especially about myself, I'm not, I, I must say I'm not better than anyone else in this. We are always distracted by 100 million inputs, you know. Mm. But during a concert, you don't have to think about anything else. You sit and you just listen. Yeah. And in our super crazy, chaotic everyday life, this is a luxury. This is really mm. luxury. And I'm glad that in the last months here in Basel, uh, we always had like this chance to yeah. witness some small live events. Yeah. And um, I remember being on one of your concerts. Mm -hmm. It was like a matinee in a church here. Yeah, in general, and yeah. I took the time to take a look around and see mm -hmm. the, the person that were sitting at the concert. And I noticed that they were really, really enjoying it. were really like hypnotized for, <laughs> for the, the idea to be there and enjoying the music and and uh yeah once again the power of music uh, in the full effect i would say and uh, even for me it's been really a good moment honestly really because because um i've been lucky enough to be able to work mm. even 2020 yeah um 2021 i i kept working music but not directly on stage and i really miss that because i miss the contact with artists that i know yeah. uh, friends and doing the job i like um but um but i always kept one foot in that world yeah um so i can only and it was hard sometimes I so i can only imagine uh find yourself in a situation where it's yeah you, you have just simply no opportunities mm -hmm. so um once again i suppose that uh the top the hot topic of last year was how do you reinvent yourself as a musician yeah uh, i found interesting that you found really the time to think about a record yeah you choose this this topics about uh paying tribute to your to your land and at the same time uh, involve emotion involve the idea of traveling 
without move your move yeah. your, your body uh out of the of the room and but um this is i hope that the audience will take this like real like a good idea you know like um because i was talking with a couple of musicians and it's i you know it's as from some people it's more spontaneous to find a solution Mm. or uh, for other people it's difficult really to get this um, this new idea it's also a little bit yeah. scary because you say i invested a lot of time and yeah. this is my passion and now what should i do yeah i mean you have to see it like this i see every crisis is a change and every change gives you the opportunity of being very creative of course there can be terribly and super tough moments but in this sense a, an incredible example that I have is my mom because my mom never gives up every time there is something happening she always finds a solution she always finds the way of reinventing herself or dealing with difficulties and yeah having my parents next to me helped me to overcome these these problems of mm -hmm. course so recording the CD then I recorded some videos where I play some music and And something that I must say changed for me was that although I've always loved to play chamber music, so play with others, now I feel like I want it even more. Like, I, I really like to spend time playing with other people on stage, sharing music, sharing, mm. yeah, working together. I feel like I really want to, yeah, the key of all this of all this period for me was the need to share in a way or the other. So for example, exactly now I started playing with the clarinetist. He's amazing. Some months ago I played in a trio. Now I'm also playing with an incredible saxophonist. I played for a while in, um, with a friend. Um, we did an interesting project about the Italian composer Malipiero. We transcribed a concerto for two pianos and we played it together. So After this isolation, I really started feeling the need of playing with others, mm -hmm. even more than before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, sharing this experience, yeah. the experience of playing is something wonderful. I mean, um, I have had my small experience playing small ensemble in mm -hmm. classical music uh, as percussionist, but also playing with my old band as a teenager, but also <laughs> a later, uh, it's always a, um, a special moment, like, because you're there, of course, because of the music, but you're also there as a person. So yeah. you share it. Yeah, I was reading this book the other day about a composer who said that if music is not everything for you, then you are an amateur. So music is not enough for you, something like this. And it made me think a lot about this complex relationship because mm -hmm. Marta Argerich said something like that. The piano is a very jealous lover. He needs all your attention, you know. He, he can't be the second. And yeah, I realized really how during this lockdown music meant so much for me because it was everything what I had but at the same time how having some good friends how having my parents next to me how having my boyfriend next to me it was something I, I 
maybe some people forget how important these small things are, but they are not small at all. This is everything. So, yeah, as you said, we are musicians, but we are also persons. This is also the goal of my podcast. Um, Try to bring this more personal experience beside the practical ones or the experience in your career or something like this. Because um, one of the things that helped me to um, learn my job or the way to move in this world Mm. uh, of arts uh, uh, was in the end really talking to conductors, to musicians, to other technicians. And then you learn, you learn, you learn from yeah. other experience point of different point of view that helps you also in my specific case, let's say the setup of an orchestra, uh, you know, that for specific project, uh, there are this kind of desire of the orchestra to have this and that, leaves more things. But uh, for that project that would just make the, the situation perfect, you know? And you get this, just get in touch with the persons. Exactly, I mean, as a musician, and our role is changing a lot in the last year because society is changing. So our role inside the society is changing as well. So the job of a musician is really connected to people, to the audience. And I feel like often musicians forget it. For example, um, I have... I'm very lucky because my boyfriend often comes to listen to my concerts. And although he's not a musician, um, we often talk about music. And because he's not a musician, this helped me to really see music from another perspective. And Mm -hmm. I really thought, how can I bring classical music? How can I convey this message that might feel a bit distant from our world now to people who are not very into this world? How can we musicians talk with people who are not used to live classical music? So it's really, as you said, in the end, it's all about the connection you have with others. I mean, mm-hmm. music, I feel like the most incredible masterpieces we have, think about Beethoven. His music is always new. His music is always alive because this music always talks to people, no matter the nationality, the religious their ideas, but this music always conveys a strong message. And I feel like as musicians, this is what we should try to do now, also with the notice that it's changing. I can totally agree. And I'm really happy that this came out because it's something that I try to um, share the most as I can um, through, the, through the podcast. Because um, even for me, doing this project, it's like, um, okay, given my own opinion, but at the same time, willing to to listen to my guests and uh, and try to to get more in touch with this idea, because because I still always been interested to see how people uh, interpret things, uh, how people see things, and the most you are able to listen to and compare mm. can just give you more, um, let's say, a strong a strong opinion on what you're doing. Yeah. Like, okay, it's like, maybe we are, nowadays uh, we are like used to a lot of receiving a lot of critics and comments, but in a way that 
not really with a specific goal. It's just like, okay, I don't like this. I don't like that, like this. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe sometimes if you have this contact with your audience or people around you, um, you can, and you get this in person, let's say, maybe this is something important, like having a feedback, talking to somebody, drinking a coffee. Uh, could be Coffee always <laughs> yeah it could be definitely the best way for you to rethink uh, or to uh, and then you decide to to uh which way have this 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 comments this conclusion to your work yeah i mean for example i feel like as musicians, we shouldn't always be playing the same pieces everyone knows. I mean, the, the history of music is full of musicians who wrote beautiful things, but then for some reason, maybe even bad luck, you know, they were a bit for, um, people forgot them. And this is something I really like to do. I always like to play some composers that people know and some composers that they don't know so much or maybe some pieces that they haven't listened to so that I have the opportunity of make them experience something new as well. For example, this is something I did, for example, playing contemporary music. It, I, I noticed that it's very difficult for the audience sometimes to really um, feel open and ready for contemporary music. So this as a musician is a challenge, you know, trying to give the opportunity of appreciating it, of discovering it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our society is always like this, is get used to something. Yeah. And when you bring something new, it's always hard to accept the change. I mean, you, you see in the, in the fashion, the way people are wearing or some trends. Mm. Uh, yeah, I suppose we can take as example like, in between the 70s and the 90s, all these movements and waste. But the society always seems um, there is a singer, a rapper, sorry, from Italy, that it sings something like every um, generation hate the one that ca came after. Yeah, it's true. You know? <laughs> and in some way, this is ironical because it's not hate, but we have to admit that there is this. Um, yeah, these are times sometimes really understand or accepting that things just changed and there is something new coming. Of course, then that could be something very interesting and artistic as a way. And other things are just superficial yeah, that will never always. get over. But but this is um I have a question for you, and maybe this would be also interesting for the audience about the method you used to record. I mean there is something for you uh, when you when you were sitting at the piano and say, okay, I'm ready to record this piece. I mean, what can help you? Do you have, or, you, I mean, you don't have necessarily to go through the process, but there is some advices that you could give to others because I'm... Well, I can tell you the way I did. I mean, I'm, I must confess, I'm very nervous before recording. It's something that makes me feel very nervous because I feel the pressure that everything has to be perfect. This is a pressure that as classical musician, we always have. And many musicians from the past, they just didn't care, you know, they, they just focus on the message 
and didn't care so much about mistakes because come on, we are human beings, you know, we are not meant to be perfect. So um, before recording, I, I really tried to think about what was the message I wanted to convey. And I, I was lucky I recorded for this amazing label based in Basel. It's called Rhine Records. And um, they, they helped me with the entire process. And we decided to record the piece without stopping, without, you know, recording just one part and then another and then putting all together because maybe this way you're sure you're not making a lot of mistakes of but for me it was most important to play the entire piece to to have an execution that is honest that is where the message comes first and then right and wrong notes okay one has to be to pay attention but this comes as second step you know so for me it was important to just play the entire program. I played it, of course, more than once. And then we chose what was the best uh, version. And that was it. I mean, I, I really feel like you have to think what matters for you. You have to think what, what's the most important thing to you. What's your priority? For me, the priority was to play something real. Like in a concert. Okay. Like in a concert. Of course, when you... Playing a concert, you play the piece once and you have to hope everything goes well. When you record a CD, you can play more than once. So this helps a bit. But I didn't I didn't get crazy, you know, playing just one page and another page. I, I feel this is not an honest way for me of communicating the message I had to communicate. So that, that was my way. Yeah, it is interesting because uh, even in, in other kind of music, um, before it was like this, you record all in one, yeah. maybe also all the band together. Yeah. And then yeah. it comes out this trend, uh, uh, trend, I would say in some ways is a process that could be useful, but separate the tracks, separate everything. But as you said, uh, it's able to give you a product that is more precise and more you can def redefine and little things like this. But then it's interesting because this is something that's also come back again, like bands or ensemble recording all together yeah. at once because in the end you can you can feel it that it was like this. So do you think that maybe in the future you you will record something uh, while you are playing in a concert? That would be nice. That would be super interesting. Um, in that sense, I have some nice recordings that are live, but they are with video. Mm -hmm. And I I have shared some of them already on my YouTube channel. I will share more of them. Um, it would be beautiful to record an entire CD like this. I would love to do so. This is probably something that if I will have this privilege, I will certainly do in the future. This is really, I mean, when you listen to some incredible recordings by, I don't know, Horowitz or Rubinstein, and they are live recording, mm -hmm. you don't care if there is one mistake because the, the, the way they play, it's so powerful. The message they are giving you, it's so powerful. It, it comes before anything else. And this is the approach I, I actually like to music. Yeah. And also... I'm saying this very often to my students when they get crazy because they have to play in public and what if I make a mistake? What if this happens? And what if... And of course, you have to, to practice as 
much as you can. You need to be as prepared as you possibly can. You need to be more prepared than what you need. <laughs> but in the end, it's such a privilege because it's a privilege for the audience to have sometimes just for listening, just times just for themselves and for music. But it's an incredible privilege for you as a musician as well. You have for the entire time of a concert, a lot of people sitting there and listening to you. How often does this really happen in everyday life? This is really a privilege. And this should come before anything else. What message are you trying to convey? And what message you as part of the audience are you receiving? How are you mm-hmm. feeling? Yeah, exactly. This is this is the, the thing. Also, um, I think it's so important. And honestly, you would talk about errors, but I suppose that people that are musicians or they know the score, something like this maybe can catch Mm-hmm. that error let's say but maybe the audience as you said they are so focused when you when you as a musician concentrate yourself in that moment to express yourself and you yeah you made that mistake you know you did it of course but maybe the audience were so impressed of of, of your of your playing the fact that they say that you are enjoying doing it in that moment in that room with this person around that they it's not say that they don't care, but it's the fact that they, they are focused on what is your goal, sharing that specific moment, this, um, this pleasure of playing this music with your emotion for them. Yeah. So uh, I can understand this balance in between being really uh, severe with yourself, but on the other side, as we said, were saying before, really find your way to enjoying yeah. what you're doing. Because, uh, yeah, I suppose this is important really for many young musicians. Uh, maybe they are also listening to the podcast that they are there looking for inspiration, everything. Just I suppose that um, I support them because I think it's important. Live your dream. You find a way to express yourself, but not push yourself as the, our society is also used to do with, in many different things. Music is a good thing. Just go for it. And you will, und- I suppose that more you take it in a some way and you also understand how do you work as a musician. Uh, it's a little bit also as, as somebody is a, univer- a student at university. Uh, you find your way to study, you know, yeah. which time is better for you, uh, where is better for you study and which method is better. And the same way uh, at the, the instrument, when you find a way, you will see yeah. that also keeping the passion, the fun, you will understand which is your method yeah. And you can reach your goal at the same in the same way and with the same powerful meaning that it's a so say your expectation as an artist and as a musician. Elisa, I thank you very much for having this talk because uh, it's quite a long time where we were talking about this. Yeah. Because we <laughs> we got in, we it's funny because we get in touch here at the music academy because I was scouting a couple of musicians willing to do some project with, uh, at the time, uh, this, um, uh, it's, it's an association from Zurich called Guerrilla Classic, and I was still always looking for a musician willing to share special experience in the, in the city and in the u- urban environment. So quite interesting. But yeah, we had the chance to get in touch, and, and I was following you on social media, and I was really interesting. I really love the fact that you are willing to um to share your experience um 
with no no shame I mean, like like this is you Elisa <laughs> this is you as a musician you know and and I thought yeah we definitely need uh, uh, to take a time I since the day when you told me you know I record a, a, yeah. a CD you were so. one of the first people who knew also who saw the photo oh uh, and I'm link? thank you very much for trust me I really enjoyed this process you know and then now we had the chance so i thank you very much to be part of music to live for with shanti uh this is my podcast i'm your host shanti perpolini and you can find my podcast on all the online platform like teaser spotify apple podcast and of course youtube elisa thank you very much of course all the information about you your album and uh, your career that will be in the description of the episode If anybody's got um, any question, can contact me on the podcast channel, but of course, also directly to you because that would be your Instagram account connected. Um, once again, thank you very much and I wish you all the best for your career. Thank you. Thank you so much. Check this out. Shout